Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of Desert Island Punk's podcast. I'm Jake and I play a punk rock band Sunliner and this is my podcast where I interview friends of mine and people I admire in the punk rock scene. I ask them what five records, book and luxury item they would take with them if they were stranded on a desert island and we talk about how those choices have influenced who they are today. This week I'm joined by Emmett of Pew Pew Pew. We hung out with a few beers before both of our bands played a show at the Key Club in Leeds. Emmett is such a lovely guy and we chatted about our mutual love for Megadeth, nostalgia, classical music and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, if you like the podcast, please hit us up uh, on all those social medias I've heard so much about. Tell your friends about it. Uh, it all helps. And remember, we have set up a Patreon page too, www.patreon.com forward slash Desert Island Punks. I uh, really hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. Sweet. Well, Emmett, welcome. Thank you. How's it going? It's going good. Very, uh, very glad to be here. So you're four, four shows into the UK run? Is this right? is, yeah, the fourth. We did Manchester, Glasgow, Bristol, and now we're here. Nice, I'm from Bristol. Oh, are you really? Yeah, yeah, originally, yeah. I really like Bristol as a place. It's got a good, good music scene as well. Absolutely. Seems like uh, it's home to a ton of great people, and yeah. those people are all pretty embedded in, in making the music scene like fun. And it's, it's a bit of a fucking record town, but like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, has it been a bit of a party tour? Has it been like relatively chill? Or like... Um, you know, <laughs> we, we... I mean, we definitely do have a few beers every night yeah, kind yeah. of thing, but uh, yeah, we also uh, enjoy... The quiet times too yeah. so yeah it's been i would say a good balance you know yeah. and we've gotten the chance to see a lot of old friends again so that's been pretty cool yeah um oh, getting to like party a little bit in that sense like just catch up and yeah sure yeah or whatever like, but, yeah i find i kind of find the touring is like um <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> um i find with like touring that it's funny because it's like especially if you've like got a bit of a reputation for partying it's just like quite often like you know when you're staying at somebody's house and everyone's like stay up let's have a beer and you're like well actually we've got a long drive tomorrow and we, i haven't slept for ages yeah i i do i do know that for sure <laughs> yeah. we uh i mean if you listen to any pbb records you definitely hear like a lot about drinking and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah. And, and something we've had to realize is like you know if we're playing in a certain town that might be these people's only night out this month yeah, you know exactly. but yeah, yeah. for us we're on our our tent or whatever yeah yeah like, okay. so, you know, so i remember we did like a 26 day tour where we did like every night and you know long drives every single time and mm -hmm. we're you know small bands so it's in a really shitty van one of us was driving every single time yeah and i think like you know 26 night in a row you're like I'm feeling pretty fucking ropey right yeah. now yeah <laughs> bed has been a few nights yeah yeah. Um, cool, so I'm gonna send you off to a desert island. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and kind of like a, I'm excited for it. You know? Yeah, you're stoked. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Wow. So you've, you, 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 I don't know, you're, somehow you're stranded, but you also happen to have your five fave records uh, for whatever reason. You've pretty, managed, you know, before you left the plane, you just managed to pick them up. A pretty ideal situation. Yeah, you know, sure. a good record shop on the plane or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Happen to have all the ones that want to keep you yeah. busy. Um, <laughs> what's your first? So, this was tough, first mm -hmm. of all. Uh, Not easy, man. And I, a lot of these records I don't 
really listen to anymore. Yeah, sure, yeah. But I had to consider being on a desert island. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, music is like a, a trigger in a way. So I wanted yeah. some music that was going to like bring me back to some good memories. Mm-hmm. So the first record on this list is uh, All Killer No Filler by Sun 41. Strong. I loved it when, I was, like, when you sent it to me and I was just like, mm-hmm. this is like such a nostalgia trip for a lot of people, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and big time. And I mean... <laughs> considering what I just said, this is a record that I will still pop on yeah. every now and then, particularly like Canada Day and stuff like that when I want to listen to like Canadian music and stuff. Yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, because they're fucking Canadian. They are, yeah. yeah. They grew up, I guess, like 20 minutes down the road from where we all live, you oh, know, right. in, in Ajax. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, that record was the first record that I would, I mean, my parameters are pretty broad, but the first yeah, yeah, like sure. punk rock record that that I was ever exposed to and definitely the first music that like I, I listened to a lot of music with my parents and, mm-hmm. and loved a lot of the stuff that they listened to too but uh, that was the first music that was like mine you know and yeah yeah so uh, yeah I think the songs are awesome I think uh, it's so much fun it like puts me in a good mood every yeah. time I listen to it um, it's kind of one of those ones as well where like I remember getting that record as well and thinking that like because I don't know when did it come out 2000 I want to say 2001, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when that came out, I was like 11. So, my my mate copied it for me. Right. And, and yeah. I put it on and I felt really naughty. So yeah. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. There's like a part of that sort of like, they still got that sort of almost old school, like, old school, like, sort of snotty punk yeah. aesthetic to it. You know I mean? It's very cheeky, very bratty, you yeah. know, like, it's uh, it's awesome. I, it's, I came about it in a similar way, actually. I remember I was riding the school bus mm-hmm. and uh, this older kid, had a, like a Discman yeah, and he had yeah, a mixed yeah. CD in there and I, I, he let me listen to it for whatever reason and uh, I remember track six was was in too deep and I was I took the headphones off and I'm like what is this and he, <laughs> uh, he told me and I went like the next time I went to the mall I bought the CD and that was uh, it's like yeah. it's not like just it's not throwaway punk either it's really fucking well written songs and quite oh yeah interestingly put together as well like mm-hmm. you know like sort of structurally and like, it's not just, like, three-chord punk rock. No, you know, like, I mean, the, 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 I mean, technically the opening track, they have that intro track, but yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing on my back. Like, the opening riff is in seven, you know? It's not, yeah, like, yeah. the simplest thing. And, like, and, and yeah, the structures are pretty windy if you give them a chance. Obviously, they have, like, the pop hits on that record, yeah, course, too. But, yeah. Like, my favorite Sun 41 song is Rhythms, which is on that record. Right, it's, okay. Uh, it's a, to be reminded, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, just like you say, you know, like, not the most standard form but like just such a ride it's yeah. so cool mm-hmm. I, uh, um, I remember so not on this record but the house song I yeah remember, that, I remember mm-hmm. that coming on in the van once and my mate was just like this is a that riff is like a once in a lifetime riff you know they have yeah. a few of those you know where oh, it's just yeah. like you know like you get that and you're like fuck i mean like it is easy to i think with bands like some 41 and to a lesser extent green day maybe but like that sort of like crew of punk rock bands it's easy to kind of like almost go well you know they're old school you know like i listened to that when i was 12 or whatever mm-hmm, you know like mm-hmm. you know and it's very easy to sort of put them in that sort of bracket but you actually like look at it i mean there's a reason uh, like obviously we'll come to it later but there's a reason why they like name check a lot of like classic rock bands in oh yeah because there's a lot of that influence in the sort of you can kind of creeps into the music absolutely and and i remember like you know, watching the music videos and you mm. see like Brown Sound wearing like Iron Maiden and Slayer yeah, shirts yeah. and stuff and like the sums. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, he was uh, definitely the person that got me into like I, I started off as a guitar player and still play a lot of guitar and sure. uh, 
and that was the reason just like watching brown sound in music videos i was like holy god i have to learn how to play this thing because yeah. like damn that's awesome yeah it's just like it's still dead cool <laughs> oh yeah for sure and like and like you said you know like a lot of once in a lifetime riffs just like yeah, so true. smart so catchy and like simple but like yeah, yeah it's like in your head like mm-hmm. immediately in your head have you, have you guys had a chance to play with them at all no never before uh, i've seen them a bunch of times obviously but uh yeah, some friends of ours actually just did a couple of dates with them, and I was so jealous. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, it might still happen. I mean, it's maybe someday. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I but I like the new record too. Actually, they've. Uh, I've not listened to it, but I've seen them sort of touring it. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, I I gave it a couple of spins. I didn't listen to it a ton, but I I liked the songs. It was cool. I, if you ask me, and this is a hot take, but it beat the hell out of both Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day's latest efforts, like I've, by a mile. I've heard mixed reviews about mm-hmm. the. Two new ones. Indeed. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, music's not a competition or anything. But. No, sure. I did actually, what I did think about Green Day's new one was it is interesting that they chose to go that route. Because it's like, I was mm-hmm. looking at all the YouTube videos and, like, I, I was never a massive Green Day fan. Like, I liked some of the early stuff where I was kind of a greatest hits kind of guy. Right, yeah. for sure. And then, uh, um, and then like, when I saw the video, because I actually was looking at it, yeah, I was looking at all the comments and everyone was, like, dissing it. I was like, in, in reality, like, they're doing something different and the songs aren't bad. Exactly. Like, they're just like, they're just not Green Day songs. Yeah, and you know, they've been doing the same thing for, well, not the same thing, obviously, they've evolved in their way, but they've uh, been doing a similar thing for a long time, so it must be nice to kind of flex a different muscle with exactly, some people yeah. you're so good at playing People, with, people you know? get arsy about bands that stay the same. Mm-hmm. And then if you change too much, they get pissed as well. It's, <laughs> it's, you, it's a lose-lose. Like, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. There's like this horrible, there's this tiny middle ground where yeah. you're like, you're, everyone's okay with it. Do you mind if I ask you a question? You sure. Because you guys are doing a name change. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So what brought that about? Is, is that like a sound change? Or uh, just... Kind of. I think we changed, we started off as like a folk punk band. Right. Um, okay. And, you know, we had like a couple of influences here and there. But the reason why our name, our name was never like, associated with anything it was just because i put i started off solo wanted a band somebody said just give it a name so we gave it an arbitrary name right. and then it just you know seven years down the line we still got this shitty name <laughs> do you know <laughs> and like you. and a lot of people like i have no problem with scar punk people can get really funny about scar punk mm-hmm. but um a lot of people thought we were scar band and like right. we're just not so it does like, sort of sound like a yeah scar so band, uh, yeah. so we just like you know we've been talking about it for ages so and then like well we do it now or we don't do it at all right so, well, it's a great new name too. Oh, cheers, man! Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. we're quite uh, quite happy with it. It seems to have gone down quite well as well. I was very nervous about it. Yeah. Okay. But well, it seems yeah, to have gone. Good. It seems to have gone down well. We'll move on to your second. Right. Choice. Yes. So, uh, in a weird evolution from some forty one, yeah. like I said, you know, you notice yeah, yeah. Brown Sound wearing like heavy metal T shirts and stuff. And a friend of mine, when I was getting into high school, introduced me to to metal. And so my second record is Power Slave by Iron Maiden. Yes. Uh, because I think, I mean, I still, I actually have recently dived back into listening to a lot of metal, but definitely in my earlier days of discovering it, like that was the, the standout record. That was the one yeah. that I just I was interested. Liked. I was interested in why you chose particularly that one. Is that because like, I, d- I mean, I don't know when you were born. Uh, 91. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, it's about the same, same age as me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... It's a weird one, I guess, because, yeah, a lot of times the pick is Number of the Beast or, or mm. something like that. But, uh, but yeah, that record, I love, I mean, 
from the second it came on, I loved Aces High. Like that's yeah, the that's first such song a good song. Like, well, yeah. Just knocks you on your ass right away, you know. And uh, yeah, I felt I feel like every one of those songs is just so amazing, and like the musicianship on some of them, I'm still like even after years of listening to it, I'm still like discovering these new riffs. I'm like, this is so fucking beautiful. How did I miss this yeah. before? But like, it it's just jam packed with like amazing music from front to back. You Do you know? still listen to much metal? Quite a lot these days. I went through a period when I went off to school, like in my early 20s or whatever, where I kind of like just wasn't so into it anymore. Yeah, uh, but yeah, recently I've kind of gotten back into it. I feel like there's a lot of really cool metal coming out. Yeah, these days. I, I mean, I don't. I was a bit of a metalhead growing up, so I loved Iron Maiden mm-hmm. um, and that sort of stuff. And I still love a, I still love a lot of it. I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But on the way here, I was like, <laughs> basically. Uh, Oh, bassist is getting married. Oh, okay, great. In, in April, and so I'm playing a couple of songs whilst they kind of, I think, whilst everyone's like getting into the whatever. You think about yeah, yeah, or church, whatever it is. Um, I'm playing a couple on the acoustic guitar. And I was, uh, I was playing, before we came here, I was playing like some Megadeth riffs. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, um, and my girlfriend, Laura, was just like, oh, is that the, uh, those are songs you're playing for Caster's wedding? <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, I can. Maybe Maybe you like, should, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I got into like a proper like Megadeth like moment where I was just like, I love Megadeth. Me and uh, our drummer Dave have actually been having a bit of a nerd out about Megadeth this tour. Really? Oh, yeah, they're so yeah. good. Well, yeah. like they're especially awesome. those few first like yeah. golden year albums. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it's funny. There's definitely the odd gem on the later ones too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like I got United Abominations. Yeah, I remember having that. That was maybe sort of where I fell off. I think, but it had some bangers on it. Man. Yeah, the the system has failed. Was for me like their. I mean, that was the last record that I remember like buying and being like really fucking stoked on. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I've kind of like kept up with the singles since then. But, cool. But yeah, that early stuff is just so fiery. I like, just, I just find it funny because I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to interview Dave Mustaine or Dave Mustaine's never going to listen to this podcast. You know, he's yeah. a silly man. I've, uh, I've heard reports. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, uh, he, they played in Toronto once, and um, there was an incident where he threw his guitar at the guitar tech's head. So that sort of paints a picture, but yeah. I mean, you know. I kind of, I, I love, because I mean, it's so, I mean, in reality, Megadeth is so stupid, but I love it so much. I mean, and the songs are so well done. Oh my God, you know, yeah, they're like, brilliant. But he kind of has like one good lyric for every two really bad lyrics. In a kind of, <laughs> it's like a trade-off, do you know what yeah. I mean? But if you take the, the good with the bad, then it's yeah, very rewarding. Exactly, yeah. It's a, one of my friends, uh, his name's Jordan, and he plays in this like, sort of all-country band uh, called Westlake and back home. Oh, cool. And he was the guy that introduced me to metal that I mentioned to, sure, you yeah. know, showed me Iron Maiden or whatever, and he has this great line where uh, Megadeth are the most successful revenge band of all time. Yeah, exactly, Because, yeah. you know, there's got to be more revenge bands in the world, <laughs> but, like, that's the only one that I know of that has really taken off, <laughs> you know? What are you talking about as well? Because I find it so funny. I find Dave Mustaine so funny in general because he, like... Well, he was in Metallica, and then he's still so cut up about the fact that Metallica are, like, bigger than them. You know, it's not as if they're, like... Yeah. It's not as if they're not doing well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But he's always got that big number two hanging over his head. We've actually been watching a lot of Some Kind of Monster as a band. Oh, that's a hard watch, I think. It's, uh, I mean... Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> we kind of do a lot of a Schadenfreude yeah. sort of oh, yeah. you know but yeah it is a 
it blows my mind that it got released. I, I really wonder. They like, do not come across well. No, you know, <laughs> but, but it's an incredible watch. It's like really interesting to uh, see the whole process or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, right, we'll move on to three. Number three. Uh, so number three was also kind of... Oh, wait, I forget which one I put as number three. And it's fine, man, whatever you want to go roll with. Right. I'll go with uh, the Alison Balsam record. Okay. So uh, I'm a trumpet player. Too. Oh, really? That was sort of my uh, main instrument for a little bit, I guess. And uh, this is a record, I guess, that when you said Desert Island, um, something that crossed my mind is I should pick something that you know, I love and that I have good memories with, obviously, but also something that there's a lot left to discover. So yeah. this is a record that I've listened to the first half very extensively. The last half, not as much, but I think that's maybe an important thing to have in a Desert Yeah, of course, record. yeah, yeah. You've got uh, something you want to still, I mean, you, in theory, you'd be there forever. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you'd be nice to have new things exactly. to listen to. you got to yeah. figure some new stuff out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I was uh, preparing one of the pieces for like an audition. Um, that's on this record so I was just listening to it like crazy um, to try and learn it and I remember I had this particular day where I was driving and it was like snowing it was really peaceful and this like family of deer crossed in front of my car and I just sort of stopped and like suddenly like that was the first time I remember like really sort of enjoying classical music before yeah, that sure. it had been like work yeah. to me you know I think I don't know I think uh, I don't I don't know about you or uh, like a love other people for me like I enjoy classical music when it's on but I never I very rarely choose to put it on uh-huh. do you know and, and I don't know why there's like this mental block about it mm-hmm. it's uh, a yeah. there's something about it you know it, it's yeah. dense it's like and like I, I I love it and after having like you know done a bit of study in it and stuff I, I find myself like easing into putting it on and like knowing the names of some things that I like and sure, but yeah. even still it's it's such a such a daunting style of music to like get to know yeah, for a yeah, weird reason you yeah. know uh, but yeah I, I really like this record and I really like Alison Balsam's playing a lot she's put out some really cool records she like, seems like a really I started at Google uh, well, mm-hmm. like a YouTube of her and she seems like super nice and super genuine yeah, yeah. I think she's a teacher too and like yeah. you know uh, I guess a lot of a lot of classical musicians sort of you know supplement with yeah. that kind of thing or, or do that kind of thing on the side for fun and um, yeah, it seems like she's super, like you said, genuine. And, yeah. and it was. It was like I read some of the comments, which is something you should. You know, like you should never do that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's bad because it's just like it's just somebody like completely irrelevant. You just went like good and hot, and that was just the whole comment. It's just like yeah. why? Why would you even post that? Why bother? Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, she is super good and. Uh, she has this other record, Paris, that I was also, like, it was between these two because I, I thought I wanted to put something with trumpet playing on it because that's yeah. been, like, a, a big part of my life and I think I would miss it if I were on a desert island. Yeah. Um, so is it your first instrument? Like- uh, no, well, like, I, I started off playing piano when I was a kid and then got a guitar because my dad played guitar mm-hmm. and I started getting into, like, some 41 and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then in high school, I started playing trumpet and that was the more, like, serious focus for the next eight to ten years or oh, so. Oh, right, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Would you go back to playing? Yeah, I mean, I still play from time to time, but in bands, yeah, mostly. Like, right. I don't really do any, like, classical stuff anymore. But, again, now I'm, you know, I feel like I'm starting to enjoy that more. So I think yeah, sure. I kind of want to start just, like, playing it for fun, maybe, like, getting some solos and uh, 
like some sheet music and messing around. Yeah, but, cool, yeah. man. Uh, it's probably not a overly sociable thing to do in the van. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if no one else is in the van, maybe. Which um, <laughs> last uh, our first tour in Europe, I was like, I, like I said, I do play some trumpet in some bands, and one of my bands that I play with was touring after Pew. So I did oh, have yeah. my trumpet along with us in the van, and every time everyone would leave, I would kind of like do a little of this because yeah. I hadn't played with this other band in a while. So. Uh, uh, it did work out, but What's people luckily weren't too annoyed. It's called Respire. Okay. Um, it's sort of like a black metal meets post-rock meets screamo oh, wow. kind of project. Yeah, so like a whole um, bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, but we have uh, like myself and then they have a violin player as well, so there's this kind of orchestral aspect to it too. Yeah, it's, sure. Uh, it's well, I mean, there's fun. a lot of like orchestral sort of influence, well, not, maybe not influence, but, but like kind of aspects to black metal. Absolutely, way, yeah. Because yeah. it's all like very like world building, isn't it? Yeah, kind of, yeah, definitely. I find, definitely. Yeah, I find black metal really interesting. Oh, I find metal in general really interesting. I think it's like a, it's a fun... So sure. it's, a, it's a fun like to delve into the Wikipedia world of metal. <laughs> it kind of and like I'm not so it, like it kind of reminds me of wrestling. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm not like crazy about wrestling to be honest. It, yeah. It's not so much my thing, but I think I can understand people that are yeah. crazy about wrestling because I'm into metal. You know. Was, I feel like metal wrestling and like horror movies are quite similar as well. Like in in the, even like the same hit rate. Do you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. when you get a really good metal or horror or well, I suppose I don't know that much about wrestling, but like you know, like metal band or horror film, it's like really, really good. But you have to go through an awful lot of rubbish to get there. Yeah, and you also absolutely. have to get like go through a lot of very formulaic. Yeah, you know, like sort of like same sort of stuff. Totally. Yeah, and you know the the good stuff rises obviously, yeah, but yeah. but it does. You know, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta sure, take yeah. some time with it for sure. Um, tweet. So number four. So number four uh, is. The Original Cowboy by Against Me, which uh, I, w I was a little shy about putting this on because some find it a bit of a pretentious pick that my favorite Against Me record <laughs> yeah, is like, not an official yeah, yeah, release. Yeah. I thought know? that was, I did think that was quite interesting. But. Something about the flow of that, like I don't even know why I got that as opposed to yeah. as the Eternal Cowboy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I had that CD long it, I before. Think it did like the rounds, and I think it got leaked or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, and I listened to the shit out of it, and I mean, it's missing Sink Floor to Sink, but I don't even notice when, yeah, sure. when like, something about the sequencing of that record is just so perfect to me, and that electric version of Unsubstantiated Rumors just, like, knocks my socks off. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the acoustic version, too, but, like, whoo-wee, yeah. that electric version is so it, good. It's also, like, it's got a lot of the sort of energy of the original record, but, mm -hmm. like, with the sort of instrumentation that they kind of went on with further you know like exactly, and kind yeah. of so i think i mean against me are probably one of my favorite bands of all time same yeah yeah so it's like uh, weirdly um like weirdly my favorite record is one after that uh searching for a formal yeah. clarity yeah, yeah. That's, that's an amazing record yeah that's probably my favorite because i think it's like the best of both worlds you know best of both sides of against me totally which is really funny when i saw like uh, laura jane grace do an interview and she was like this is my least favorite, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> really? I yeah. I hadn't heard that. That's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, it was really really weird because for me, that is I think my favorite of those. Yeah, like it's that was, I guess the second record of theirs that I was introduced to. I, I had a music teacher in high school who was the coolest. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, already. Yeah, his yeah, name is good. Ike Moore, and he uh, he played. We had used to have coffee houses and stuff, and yeah. he played uh, uh, Thrash Unreal. 
at the coffee house. So that was my first time ever really? hearing about Against Me. Really, that's a I hard was, song to play live as well. Isn't oh, it? Like, yeah. it like he takes has, a leap. Do you know what I mean? He has a crazy voice. Too, yeah, so yeah. It, it helped, and uh, it was funny. I remember after that, he uh, started. He loved Against Me for whatever reason, and just started inviting students to like, you know, we should like play these songs at coffee house. And we, we would call it the uh, obligatory school appropriate punk rock set. And uh, so I joined in on a couple, and like some friends of mine joined in on a couple, and he sort of fostered this community in this like weird rural part of Ontario that, you know, just a bunch of kids that really loved Against Me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, That's fucking awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I um, I love I love Thrash and Real because it's like it's such a pop song masquerading as a punk rock song. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? It's like people trash New Wave a lot. Why? I, I love that love record. Yeah, the first, especially the first half of New Wave, right? The first yeah. half of New Wave, I think, is like, like, undissable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. I think it. I think it was a bit bumpy afterwards, but like. But you know, I, I, some of my favorite songs are like one of my favorite Against Me songs is Americans Abroad. Yeah, know? that's cool. And yeah, like, yeah. Having that and uh, the Ocean is like an incredible tune too. You yeah, know? yeah. There's there's a lot going on in that second yeah. half too, and oh man, it's a great record. Oh, you know? man, I, against me but mm-hmm. like that's that's uh it's funny that you chose original cowboy because i think after that they did a lot of like they did a lot of demo albums didn't they i think so yeah well they have one for searching for a form of clarity too right yeah yeah they total do, yeah. clarity i uh, don't i i think maybe because i came across that later i prefer um for, uh, to perform i do too actually yeah. i uh oh sorry yeah what i was trying to get around to there was that that teacher's favorite record was also Searching oh, for really? Clarity. And so, yeah, I, for some reason, I always thought that that was like a revered one. It's interesting to hear that. Yeah, I think Laura it was a pretty, I think it was a pretty sort of divisive. But then almost everything they released after, you know, um, Axl Rose has been divisive. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's just, Even Axl Rose was <laughs> divisive. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> Van steeped in like, at, like sort of fan anger. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the thing, like, and and that's something that I have never seen with any other band is just like, how the fuck do you make people like care that? I much? know they're so like, passionate about it as well. It's it's amazing and and well deserved. Like those songs are just so powerful. I think and, honestly, I think they're fucking so good. Like, oh yeah, it's it's the energy as well. It's something like um, if anybody has ever followed Jellyfish or um, now Sunline. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's something personally I've been striving to recreate for a very long time. Like that sort of um, uh, absolute like energy and passion. You know, so it's like it really is somebody like screaming their guts out in this. You know, it's, I, I think that's why like with Laura, like she's always on the top of her range. Yeah, she, you know what I mean. Like, always oh, yeah. because it gives it so much like sort of like that yeah, je ne sais quoi yeah. kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. like oh my god, it's yeah. And like everything in their catalog is is like that, you know, so gripping. Yeah, yeah. Like I fucking believe everything you are saying to me. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So we'll move on to the next record. Yeah. So this is the last one, I guess. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. So rudimentary penis cacophony. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really... had to Google this. Okay, so yeah. uh, British band, mm-hmm. which um, I got into. I wanted to get into Crass for whatever reason. A friend, yeah. a like lot I, of people love. I think I don't know about the UK, but I know. So the UK punk scene mm-hmm. that I know don't aren't, aren't that bothered about Crass. But if you go elsewhere, right, people lose their shit about Crass. Right, I think is 
I, I have definitely become one of them. I mean, yeah. when I say for whatever reason, that that's not meant to be a slight. I really did end up getting into Crass recently, and one of their related acts yeah. that I sort of found through that was Rudimentary Peni, and they fucking blew my mind apart. Like, they are definitely one of my favorite bands. Um, and They're still good. No, 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 no. They, uh, I don't even know when they stopped, but they did records pretty late i mean up until i want to say at least 2008 maybe 2012 was the last one but mm-hmm. uh same lineup the whole way through the just three i just think that in itself is quite impressive <laughs> yeah and and a very sort of turbulent story it seems like it, i i don't know i don't know much about them really because there isn't a lot to find online i've been mm-hmm. trying to research it but uh yeah it seems like uh their singer Nick Blinko was a, a fairly troubled but also a really brilliant artist, uh, and uh, the the other two guys, Grant Matthews and John Greville, are just like incredible players, incredible writers. Yeah, I, sure. I think they wrote some of the lyrics too, and uh, like it's pretty nuts. Isn't it? it is it, it, the most insane, deranged music I had ever found. Because I because I, <laughs> I was listening to it today, and it's like, well, so that album. It's got like twenty plus tracks on this thing. Yeah, thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then it, uh, like track one, it's pretty, like pretty radically different to like track two. And oh, then yeah. like you know, and it's like even singing style. You know, one going yeah. like the first one's like pretty like almost grindcorey type vocals, and yeah. the second one's like could almost be like yeah, you know, it's kind of melodic and almost emo-y in mm-hmm. a way. Do you know what I mean? And that's you know, those are two scenes that don't really mix. And that's, it's great that you describe them as scenes because something I was going to say is like, it it feels like a, like a play to me almost. Like the the vocals are so cuckoo bananas. Like he's just putting on characters all over the place. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. uh, It, I, I heard, read somewhere that like, they didn't really use a lot of vocal effects. He sort of like naturally like threw his voice and did a lot of that stuff. Uh, Apparently the bass player, uh, his quote was that it was genuinely disturbing to watch him record some of the things. <laughs> that is yeah. such a great quote about yeah. <laughs> Imagine like doing your like just doing your vocal part for an album or something, and then somebody goes like, "That was genuinely." Disturbing. <laughs> like, even Seems disturbing. like a yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. a big uh, a big label, but uh, yeah, something about that music like really grabbed me. I remember uh, I was just. Uh, you know, a- after checking out sort of some anarcho bands around the whole mm. crass interest, I like uh, stumbled upon this record and I listened to it once and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to take some time. Yeah. I'm going to listen to this again. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes a while to sink in, doesn't it? It, yeah. it took about six months before I did listen to it again. Really? That's uh, kind of a good memory that like, you kind of like revisited it. Yeah, well, I, I had downloaded it for whatever reason. Mm. Uh, in like well I guess because you can't really stream it anywhere it's not up on streaming sites or anything sure. and, and so uh, I had it on my just on my um, iTunes list yeah. and I don't have a ton on my phone because I usually use Spotify so sure, it, was, yeah. it was always just there and so every now and then I'd be like okay like well, I'll get to you and eventually it clicked for me like I really like I love those songs and yeah, sure. there's a lot of melody amongst the chaos yeah there is yeah it's surprising yeah. my melody but like when I saw the cover and I saw that it was attached kind of like associated with Crass mm-hmm. I was kind of not expecting that much melody mm-hmm. like there was actually quite a lot going on that that is the, th- the thing that really set them apart for me like you know I, I'm interested in in a lot of the the anarcho stuff but those guys are are the musicians that I yeah. found in my search of that genre like sure. just fucking bananas yeah. songwriters and players like just 
so good. Yeah, know? yeah, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they have an interesting discography, too. Like, their early stuff is pretty hardcore-sounding. Um, and, like, they sort of evolved into this, like, death rock yeah. thing. Uh, and <laughs> I've not heard the term death rock before, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not the best person to ask, maybe, but a Wikipedia search told me that it, it's this sort of, you know... Yeah. The vocals follow the riff kind of thing. Okay, like I yeah, see, sure. You know, uh, kind of droney, but also like rock, you know, like yeah. big reverby drums kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I might be totally off the mark. I'm kind of shit at describing genres. So yeah, clearly. I mean, I think everyone is. I yeah, mean, at the end of the day, it's like semantics, isn't it? It's just like more or less. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's my five, I guess. Yeah, sure. So uh, we'll move on to your book. Yes. So. This was also a hard one, and I felt a little silly with this pick, too, but I I picked the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, cool, man. And uh, I have a copy of it sitting... It's it's big, isn't it? It's It's big. It's a a lot. I have a copy of it sitting in the bathroom at home, which uh, I'm I'm a... I don't know if this is the kind of thing you say on podcasts, but I'm a frequent pooper. Okay, cool. uh, And I like to read (laughs) when I'm in there. Sure, yeah. It's better than being on your phone, I suppose. Exactly, you know? So uh, every now and then I'll crack open that book and it because it's a complete works it's a lot of short stories a lot of poems yeah yeah. Uh, you can kind of just like chip away at it um and i thought it would be a good thing to have on the desert island because i love i love horror movies i love scary stories i love stuff like that but to bring a tv and a dvd player or like a laptop with an internet connection that's too much you know i don't want that on the desert island yeah of course yeah i mean like you'd have to do it all by fucking you know, sunlight and exactly. being Just yeah. awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, I figured this book would be a good substitute and I also have only read maybe a quarter of it at this point. There'd be a lot so to read into as well because it's not like, it's not very, not just surface level, is it? It's not, no, yeah. and also not very uh, plain English <laughs> yeah, to me. Sure. Like it's yeah, pretty yeah. old timey, you know, yeah. so it's, uh, I feel like it would keep me busy for a while, which was another reason that I yeah, chose cool, it. You know? Yeah, I, um, it's funny you mentioned it into horror. I'm, I like uh, I keep meaning to do like because uh, we also I think we it's just me that <laughs> does this, uh, but I've started a Patreon for it, and I and like doing your special episode, uh, which you know like they get a little early or whatever, and it comes out. But I really want to do one about Stephen King books because oh. I'm such a huge Stephen King fan. Yeah, so, for sure. And like I've, I've, I like. A bunch of people that I've interviewed have also been Stephen King fans. So, like, one day, are we just going to, like, top five Stephen King books sort of Ooh. conversation? Because... Well, let me know if you do, because yeah. I, I would like to get in on that podcast. Really? Oh. oh, yeah, I love Stephen King. I mean, I've only read a couple of his books. I really fell in love with the movie adaptations. Um, oh, really? Because I, I'm not big into a lot of them. Fair enough. And a yeah. lot of people aren't, you yeah. know. But, uh, but, yeah, that got me... To start reading the books. Anyway, have you? So. Uh, have interest. This uh, is a bit of a spoiler because I think I think uh, we'll do this a bit later. But um, I think one of my favorite books, maybe one that I would take, is Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Oh, okay. Uh, oh no, never mind. I'm thinking of a. I'm thinking of a different one. That hotel one. Uh, hotel I don't think I've Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Oh, no, 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 not The Shining. Oh. The one, <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie, and it's got John Cusack. And oh, Samuel I know which one you're on about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 19-something. Yeah. 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 No, but you should read that book, man. So, okay. It's like, you know, it came out in like 2012, and I think it's probably my favorite of his books. Awesome. Okay, I will it's definitely check that out. Crazy, because you can put, like, how much he's, like, written. Like, <laughs> a mind-boggling. Yeah. Amount, you know? <laughs> and his writing is, is incredible. So readable. Exactly. So, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So we'll move on to your lecture item. Right. 
luxury item, I mean, this is a hard one because a luxury item, as I found out from quizzing the guys in the van, can be basically anything. It yeah, seems. sure. I mean, we had a couple of like rules, uh, which I probably didn't tell you, but um, we were only a few few rules. Are basically, like nothing is going to take you home. You know, right? You know, like yeah. uh, nothing is going to like you know, like, not like a phone or like anything like that. You know, that's no fun. You know, exactly. <laughs> I uh, maybe a, a little a little boring and a little. Uh, predictable because at this point in the conversation, I'm sure you can tell that I'm like a huge nerd about music. But yeah, sure. I chose an acoustic guitar. Cool. Uh, yeah, I understand that choice as well. I'm sure you know, as like a songwriter and yeah. a guitar player, that sometimes you just got to get it out, and that's a, a nice catharsis. I think I would really miss having an instrument to sing to, and like yeah. I think that'll also supplement a lot of the records that I couldn't take that yeah. I would have wanted you to, to be able to play. I can still play and it, sing that, some of the songs. That's funny, like, because um, like, in a way, uh, like, now you mentioned that you were saying that you played trumpet. Mm -hmm. I thought you may be lame. I mean, you could play trumpet to your heart's content. But that's then true. That would be, sing. that's the thing. Yeah. And I, I do love to sing. That's probably my favorite thing to do is, mm -hmm. is singing. So cool. Um, I'm going to ask you one last question. Yeah. Um, and I've been meaning to stop doing this question because it's, it's stupid. Uh, okay. I like stupid questions. Yeah, cool. okay. um, but so you get a, um, you stumbled across a book on this island, and it, this book has a spell in it. Okay. And this spell will take you home. For when you get home, any music, anywhere, regardless of where it is, is Nickelback. Do you go home? Oof. Uh, no. I, <laughs> I don't think I do. I mean, hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, I initially say no. <laughs> I feel like I would miss my family and friends an awful lot. Yeah, so yeah. maybe I will say yes. It'd be, it'd be hard, though, man. Even if I'm singing it? Yeah, it'd be Nickelback. It'd come out Nickelback. Oof. The jury's out. <laughs> no, I mean, they've, I, got, they've, got plenty, they've got a lot of material. They've got a lot of material to work with, you know, so... I mean, you're Canadian. I'm sure you're yeah. aware. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible I could learn to love it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, Avril graduated from... Derek Wibley, oh, no. the singer of my one of my favorite <laughs> bands, to this Chad Kroger guy. So I the mean, Kroger. <laughs> maybe maybe it's time for me to do the same. Maybe I should uh, start getting into Nickelback or whatever. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I've got actually one last question. Sure, yeah. Would you be good on this island? Do you think you would manage it well? Or do you think you would do on a fuck off? General survival. Yeah, general stuff? survival. General like kind of head stuff. You know, like would you be able to? Are you are you good with your own company? Like. Yeah, I think general head stuff, I would be pretty good. I, uh, I tend to like my alone time mm -hmm. from time to time, and, and so I think I could, I could manage it. But survival stuff, I'm not so good at. I yeah. mean, I think I could start a fire if I had to. That's like the worst version of that song ever. Yeah. I think I could start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, I don't know, do you catch fish? Like, what do you do? Yeah, well, it's up to you, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's on you here, man. I'm not on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I'd be a little bit screwed. Yeah. But uh, I'd have a happy week or two until I starved to death, you know? Apologies, yeah. Like, the best week ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you, it, man. Yeah. It's been great to do this. Yeah, it's been it a is. lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.